Our reading this morning is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 10. We're reading verses 22 to 39. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered round him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are God's? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the Father set apart at his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy because I said I am God's son? Do not believe me unless I do the works of the Father. But if I do them, Even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Again, they tried to grasp and seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts bring glory to you, O Lord our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our reading this morning from chapter 10 of John, um, as as you know, we're um, going through a series uh, on the gospel of John. And there's there's 21 chapters in John, so we're just about halfway, if we think about it in terms of the, the chapters. But we're halfway chapter wise, But actually, this is the end of Jesus' public ministry. What we're learning about today and and next week, uh, chapter 11, this is really kind of the end of the beginning. We're told that Jesus Jesus escaped from the grasp of, of the Jews. He went across the Jordan. The next time Jesus comes back to Jerusalem, in a few weeks' time, is on the back of a donkey a time that we know as as Palm Sunday. So this really is a kind of a, a pivoting point in, in John's gospel, the end 
of the beginning. It's the last time that we hear of Jesus being in conversation with these uh, Jewish leaders, his opponents, as it's said there. So that's where we are. We're at this kind of, almost like a, sort of a, a deep breath before we go into, um, we go for, before we go into Holy Week, the triumphal entry, all the things that happen, the crucifixion, the resurrection. What is happening at this deep breath, end of the beginning time? Well, we're told that it's the feast of the dedication, and, and that's known today as, as Hanukkah. Um, in, in Judaism today. And, and one thing I've really appreciated in the last few weeks being here um, has been hearing David talking about um, what, the, what the festivals have been like. And you know, one where the, the, the high priest comes and he pours the water out from, the, from the, the spring. So it's living water. And he pours the water out in, that, in the Jewish festival. And yet Jesus has stood up and said, I am the living water. Come to me. For living water. Can you imagine the fuss there must have been at that? How that really, knowing what was happening in that festival, really made it kind of like, wow, that's, imagine doing that. So, what's this, what's this Hanukkah thing? Well, it's a, it's an eight-day festival. It's generally in December, so it can be, you, you might have heard of it, um, it's quite often seen as a kind of equivalent to Christmas in, in that it's a winter holiday. Okay, it's, it's a winter holiday, there's lights. Um, if you've heard about uh, controversy, particularly in the United States, about saying happy holidays rather than happy Christmas, part of that is because there the Jewish community would, sell, would say happy Hanukkah, not happy Christmas. So that's, that's when it is. It's, it's that kind of midwinter festival with lights. Um, so it, it's perhaps more well known uh, in the United States or places with a large Jewish community. What's it, what's it for? I mean, we don't read of that in, in the Old Testament. And that's because it celebrates the, the rededication of the temple um, in 165 BC. So that's about 200 years before the events that we're reading about. Um, they, had to, they had to rededicate the temple because the rulers at the time, uh, Antioch IV, he was king of, of Syria, he had conquered the Jews, he conquered the people, he conquered the city, and then he wanted to conquer their religion as well. It wasn't just enough to conquer the city and the people, he was going to smash their religion and everything else. So he came to the temple, that holy of holies. He came to the high altar. He wasn't consecrated. He wasn't a priest or anything else. And he sacrificed a pig, which was not allowed to be done. And it was sacrificed to Zeus, to his God, on the temple altar. So many things going wrong for the Jews in that picture. He was a foreign ruler. It was not an appropriate animal for sacrifice. It was not being sacrificed to God. And yet there he was in the temple. The temple had been defiled. And, and it wasn't like 
it wasn't like it was a church. This was the place where they came to worship. This was the place where they heard from God. There was a curtain. There was a holy of holies. That place was at the heart of their relationship with God, the place where God is worshipped. Now, at the time, um, there was a, a Jewish revolt, um, the, the Maccabee brothers. And this is in the bit between, sort of between the old, what we call the Old Testament and, and the New Testament. Um, and they were able to um, defeat uh, Antiochus and, and his army and reoccupy the temple. And that rededication is what they're celebrating. And the tradition is that there was only one night's, one night's worth of oil that was left for the light in the temple um, that had to burn every night. It was going to take a week to prepare new oil that hadn't been defiled by Antiochus and, and his soldiers. It was going to take a week, but they had to have oil to burn this light in the temple. And the tradition is that that one night's worth of oil kept burning for the eight nights it needed to. So one of the symbols of Hanukkah ever is the, the light um, and the, the menorah, the, the seven-branched uh, candlestick and the, the candle in the middle. So that's what's going on. This feast of dedication. They're celebrating that they've got the temple back. They're celebrating that it's been cleansed. It's a way back to their relationship with God. It's a way back to being able to worship it's deliverance from those enemies. And at a time, uh, Josephus, church historian, says that they didn't have hope. There was no hope. They'd been overrun by another enemy. God had forgotten them. It'd been a long time since the last prophets. And yet here they were. They had hope. Hope for deliverance. Hope for the Messiah. Now, Spoiler alert here, guys, okay? Hope for a Messiah. Give them a few weeks. They're going to find out all about it. So that's what, that's what, that's what we're celebrating, this rededication. And we're told that uh, Jesus is, is in the temple. He's walking in the colonnades, the kind of pillared bits around the, around the side. It's not, it doesn't seem to be anything particular happening. He's, he's walking and we're told that the, some translations, you know, the, the Jews gathered around him. Now, this is not going to be a, hi Jesus, good to see you, welcome back to the temple, this is great, how have you been? This is not a friendly meeting here. This is the opponents of Jesus kind of encircling him, you know, ganging up. Wait, now, can you can imagine, can't you? What, what are you doing back here again? Now what's going to happen? Remember the last time with the water? They are not going to be happy. What's going on? How long are you going to keep us guessing? How long are you going to keep us in suspense? What is going to happen? Are you, are you the Messiah or not? Like what's, like just tell us, tell us it straight. What is happening? And he says that he has, he has told them. Now, if we actually look at John so far, uh, and John's gospel, um, and we look to see who Jesus has actually told that he's the Messiah, it, it's actually not many people. The people Jesus has told so far 
have been the, the Samaritan woman at the well. You should never have been talking to a woman at the well. You should never have been in Samaria in the first place. It's not exactly your star witness here. So she knows. And he told the man who was born blind as well. But he hasn't actually said, clearly said to the Jews in this, at this point that he was, he is the Messiah. But he does say that the miracles I do in the Father's name speak for me. Actions speak louder than words. In, in John's Gospel, there are seven, seven signs of, of Christ that we know he is the Messiah. And we've seen six of them already. Jesus turned the water into wine at the wedding at Cana. He heals various people. He heals the son of the nobleman. He heals the man who's lame. He feeds the multitude by Galilee. Read it from walking on the water, again at Galilee, and the healing of the man born blind. Actions speak louder than words. And these, um, these signs are chosen carefully by John uh, to match things uh, in, in the Old Testament that prophesied about the Messiah. See what I do, rather If you don't believe what I say, believe the works that I do. Here are the signs of Christ. And Jesus speaks about about his sheep, his his people, those who listen and those who follow. It's not just that the sheep listen but don't actually do anything. The sheep follow Christ. Again, there's the actions Actions speak louder than words. The sheep follow the shepherd. So Jesus has said, he may not have said before this explicitly to the Jews that he was the Messiah, but boy, he does now. You go from, you go straight to, I and the Father are one. This isn't even just like addressing God as Father, Son and Father. I and the Father are one. So there's no guessing now. There's no, will you hurry up and tell us what's going on? Plain speaking, I and the Father are one. So not surprisingly, the the Jewish opponents of Jesus pick up the stones because the punishment for blaspheming, for claiming to be God, is to be stoned. So, they find some stones. I do kind of wonder how many stones were lying around the temple. I mean, was it not tidy? But apparently there's stones for stoning. Um, They pick up the stones, they're angry, they're furious, and they want to stone him. If you don't believe the words, believe my actions. Which of these things that I've done Which one is it that you're stoning me for this time? And yet, are we not all in that place of coming to Jesus and saying, are you, are you the Messiah? What is it? Are you? Really? We each of us have to make the same decision that the Jewish 
opponents of Jesus there had to make. We've seen what's said. We've seen, read of the works of Jesus, the the signs in in John's gospel. We're yet to see about him raising, raising Lazarus. But we read of the signs. We can see what has happened. If we don't believe the words of Jesus, can we believe the actions, the things that are done? Are we not all like those opponents of Jesus picking up the stones? Where are we in that place? It's not just a question for 2,000 years ago with some guys in a temple in Jerusalem. It affects each of us. We all have to make that decision for ourselves. Is he, is he the Messiah or not? And there's a wonderful quote from C.S. Lewis in his book, um, Mere Christianity, which C.S. Lewis says, is he a lunatic on the level of the man who says he's a poached egg? What is it for each of us today with that decision? Is he the Messiah? If he is, do we listen, do we follow? If he's not, why are we here? So for each of us this morning, where where are you this morning? Are you here because you're looking? You're trying to decide who is this? Is he the Messiah or not? Come, Jesus welcomes you and your questions. We see him in the temple with, with the Jewish leaders. He answers their questions. He can take them. We can take the questions of these enemies there. He can certainly take ours. Bring our questions to him. We can look. We can read. We can pray. We can see signs. We can see actions. But we need to decide. Perhaps you're here today and thinking what we've said about actions speaking louder than words. Sometimes we can look back on the last week or so, the last month maybe, and maybe we are horribly aware that we might have done things, we might have said things, and we've not actually done them. There's people who know that we're Christians, but actually the stuff that we've done hasn't demonstrated that. Like with the talk to the children, I might say I'm a good cook if I smash the eggs up. Actions speak louder than words. I'm not. If that's you this morning, bring those things to Jesus. Again, he can take them. If we come in repentance, then we are forgiven. We go forward into the new week to try again. We say that actions speak louder than words. Is there something that you need to do? Is there an action you need to take? Is there something you've been saying you want to do? Or maybe just thinking that this week you need to actually go and do? Wherever you are today, we're all faced with that decision, the actions that we take. 
that feast of dedication that Jesus has been at, their relationship with God had been ruined. Their place of worship, the place where, where they heard from God, that place had been defiled. They were celebrating that reconnection with God. They were remembering how 200 years before they got that relationship back with God. Now, for us, with hindsight, we know that in a few weeks' time, that curtain in the temple is going to be ripped apart, and that relationship with God is going to be restored, not just for the Jewish people, not just for those people in Jerusalem, but the relationship with God was restored on a a global, a cosmic level. With Christ's death, his resurrection, the coming of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just a rededication of the temple. It was a rededication of the whole world. It was the defeat of death. Is he the Messiah? We have to decide. His gift is that uh, reconciliation with God. His gift is of eternal life. And he will not let us go. As we face that decision, may he be with each of us at this time. Amen.